uh, let's talk about Utah. Usually we don't talk about news out of Utah, but I think it's interesting uh, to discuss what occurred there yesterday. Two laws were signed by Republican Governor Spencer Cox. Uh, The laws prohibit kids under 18 from using social media between the hours of 10.30 p.m. and 6.30 a.m. They require age verification for anyone who wants to use social media uh, in the state and opens the door to lawsuits on behalf of children claiming social media harm them. Uh, Other states are potentially looking at this as well. Uh, It's expected uh, uh, social media companies are are expected to sue before the law takes effect in March of 2024. Uh, Lawmakers in Arkansas, Texas, Ohio, and Louisiana, all blue states technically, uh, sorry, red states, and of course blue states like New Jersey are also uh, looking at similar proposals as well. Uh, and it is a very interesting conversation in regards to the tech uh, and its you know, significant growth of the last two decades. Uh, and now you're seeing bits and pieces out of different states where they are pushing back on some of these social media uh, giants as well. Do you want me to talk a little bit about Utah's law? And would we ever consider something like that, like that here in British Columbia? Is Jesse Miller? He's a social media expert and founder of Mediated Reality. Jesse, thank you for joining us. As always, Jazz. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I saw this yesterday, and I said, you know, I need to talk to you about this. What did you? What do you think of it? What's your take on this? Okay, so obviously, when we want to protect kids, this is a battle cry to get people kind of together and say, here's the problem. Utah has highlighted a number of mental health studies that indicate that social media is problematic for youth, but they're looking at the wrong studies. This is one of the biggest issues that we have with any kind of politician introducing any legislation about limiting social media access for youth. Now, Utah itself, obviously a red state. Uh, Salt Lake City is a blue city, but the state itself is red, very similar to, let's say, Calgary and Edmonton and then the rest of Alberta. But when we consider the idea of limiting social media, what they're suggesting is kids from 10.30 at night by, to 6.30 in the morning are not allowed to be on the Internet and interacting on social media. Parents are allowed to have full access to their kids' social media accounts, messages, and read everything that they please. And within that, and when they're advocating for mental health, they're forgetting that there are kids out there who don't have really positive and informed parental support. Those parents are more inclined to go through their kids' messages to try and correct behavior as opposed to understanding where their kids are. So the law itself is problematic and the approach itself is problematic. Uh, so you, you, you expect a, a pushback from OEC uh, uh, social media companies and potentially uh, this going to court? Yeah, very much so. And again, it's, I appreciate how social media companies will lobby for their right to participate on a 24-hour clock and target use. But the thing is, the only thing I like about this law is minimizing um, not only the age gating, but it, minimizing the advertisement. So part of that also becomes advertisement content. What can kids see? The thing is, there's always going to be a workaround. Kids are always going to find their way around. We need good education, good media literacy, and we can mitigate a lot of those issues that maybe more conservative people see with social media, with conversations about what kids see and how to discuss it as a family. Uh, I guess with this legislation, you're also shifting the burden of proof uh, and you're requiring social media companies to show their products aren't harmful. Partially, and I think actually this law is more on parents than it is on social media companies itself. It actually puts a lot of the onus on parents to verify who their kids are, scan government documents and submit them, and then also puts it on parents to basically verify if their children are online. What does the consequence become if a child's online at 11 o'clock at night and has subverted this? Does this mean that a family now in some way has to be held punitively responsible? Do kids get arrested because they've been online at 1 o'clock in the morning? There are a lot of conversations that kind of evolve from that space, but more importantly, is 
the onus on parents to control their children? Or as a society, are you saying social media is not good, so we're going to block this out until your child deemed to be age appropriate for the content itself? It wasn't this inevitable, though, beyond red states and blue states and, and all that type of thing, because we've actually allowed these tech companies to grow too fast. They're too big, too much power, too much access to our data. And now we're trying to corral them back, and it's very difficult to do. And I'm not saying it's going to, every bit of legislation is going to be perfect. Some of it may have to – some of them may – it will go to court. It may get struck down, but something else will come. Inevitably, there is going to be greater and greater guardrails around uh, these social media companies and their access to our children and the use of that data. And that, that ultimately, in my mind, red state or blue state, that's a good thing. It can be. I think the bigger issue becomes what does it mean to regulate? And so, yes, we should have gating in place to protect children from content. The question is whether or not in one part of the world that content is deemed to be appropriate or not. Utah as a state has just limited gender-affirming care for trans children. So imagine your kid is looking at how they fit into the world themselves. And if they're a member of the LGBTQ2 community, now they're looking for content. But they can't find that content because a law prohibits their participation online. But if a parent now sees that, that parent can then and choose how they're going to navigate their child going through something. Now, obviously, parental rights are an important part of the conversation, but not every parent right means that it's on the right side of history. So within that, this concept of parents being you know, fully informed might not be the best thing. And that's where some of these concerns come into play. Should a social media company be allowed to transmit content? Should a child be allowed to access it? What does it mean for the sense of regulating that content? And who deems that to be appropriate? Do you think parents have a right uh, and act to access their children's social media accounts? Yes and no. Uh, it, it's subjective. You know, the, the question becomes one as parents, you know, where do you feel comfortable with the, with the tools you've given your child? What red flags is your child demonstrating outside of that space? And at the same time, what, does, what do we teach kids about love and care? If we teach that love and care comes with oversight and, and, and violation of perceived privacy, that means that in their adult lives, they're looking for the exact same thing. Maybe the relationships they choose to be in are only based on this idea of, I go through the messages and that's how I trust you. Within that, social media is a whole new demographic of conversations for parents. It's not a 20th century value, it's 21st century value, and it's not for 20th century values to write them. Uh, would you agree with that we have allowed these companies to, to get ba- to get too big? And that, that's just following up the previous question I asked, because, uh, you know, I, I think that's the core issue. I think they've just gotten so big, and they've infiltrated our lives. And, and maybe that's my choice as a consumer, that I've allowed that to happen, or not, I just think that these companies have inflicted change, and, and a lot of it has been positive. I'll be saying that there is disruption, and I get that, and I accept that, and I like technology. But they have undermined a lot of what I think is very important, which is the safety of our children. They create these social media apps, so you will be addicted to them in some capacity. We do have challenges there. It has led to significant challenges in regards to kids and how they interact with their friends. Uh, There's bullying and all those types of things. I mean, at its core, don't we have to bring these companies down a notch or two, just to remind them, like it's it, this is this has gone too far, and they've gotten too big, and they have access to to too much of our information. You know, yesterday we saw the CEO of TikTok uh, communicating this to Congress, and there was the idea of what can ByteDance do, the parent company of TikTok. We can apply the same thing to Meta, right? What can Facebook do? What can Instagram do? A lot of these companies, because of the size, should be broken up. But we need to see regulation that's introduced based on legitimate health concerns. 
So we know that certain video games can be addictive based on certain parts of the brain being being stimulated. It doesn't mean that all video games in that sense are stimulating and, and leading to addiction issues. Social media itself, I love communications. I study communications. I have a master's degree in communications. It doesn't mean at the end of the day that I'm so obsessed with it that's the only thing in my life. And so when we consider how social media itself, it can be regulated, it comes down to the individual. What does the individual make choices about? So when we talk about big tobacco, we talk about alcohol. What are the things that we've learned? What are the health influences we can introduce? What can we educate people with making better choices? And even historically, what are the things that you have faced as a family that where alcohol or tobacco have been negatives? The more we bring education in, the more we bring healthy conversations, we show people what the options can look like. That's where anything that's deemed to be not good for us can become something that is multifaceted in its approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse, thank you so much for your time. Look forward to chatting with you soon. Thank you, Jess.